You're listening to the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast. Hello and welcome. Hello. This is uh, episode five of our season two short story takeover from the Walter Kane Broken Pieces podcast by 8mm Network. Yes, it is a collection of uh, short stories and we're sharing them with you. Yeah, so this is a lovely episode. They're they're all like little nuggets of stories, hence broken pieces. They're all, I don't know, I was going to say they're all story starters, but they're not necessarily starters. There's kind of like um, bits of like a window into a story um, and then they leave you hanging a little bit, which I quite like. Nuggets. Nuggets. Amuse-bouche. Yes. Aperitifs. Aperitifs. That one. Aperitifs. I like that. It's pronounced. I I pronounce a lot of words incorrectly. I read a lot more than I had friends, and so therefore, <laughs> I had I didn't have conversations. What word did you always mispronounce? Well, the classic is it a classic? It probably is a classic now. The Hermione from oh, yes. Harry Potter was. I don't know what I read, like Hermione. Hermione, which is why possibly why J.K. Rowling did that quite smart thing in Goblet of Fire of her pronouncing her own name to Victor Crumb. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. My favourite soup when I was a child was Mindstrone. Mindstrone, yeah. And I used to buy magazines from Whitsmith. Aww. You really didn't have any conversations. No, not at all. In fact, this this is a longer conversation I had for myself between the ages of four and nine. This is tragic. <laughs> so we're leading up into Christmas, yeah. she says. Do a sharp U-turn and get us back into the Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit. Yeah, because we're, we're, at the time of recording, we are a few weeks away from Christmas. Yeah. Well, I say a few weeks, it's like the 2nd of December, but for me that's like, it's just amazing. We're in the home stretch, we're tomorrowing down towards, uh, well, the end of the year. Yeah, 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 but first... End of the decade. Even before that, oh yeah, even before that, it is nearly Christmas. I'm like Elf in the film Elf. I'm very excited by Christmas, I love Christmas. pointed out recently that the film Elf is a lie, (sighs) because the lead character is a man. But that's the point. That's the point of the film. He's not an elf. No, but it's not about being an elf, that you're an elf in your heart. That's the point of the film. It's about discovering your inner elf. Okay, so we're leading up towards Christmas. Yeah. And that's a jolly time. It is. And we've got this week's episode of the podcast, which is very slightly late, because we usually try and release it on a uh, Sunday. Between Thursday and Sunday, we're we're, going to get better at that in season three. But... After this episode, we've got one more episode left, and then it is Christmas break for us until next year when we will be in season three of the Cast Iron Theatre podcast. We are already speaking to some exciting guests. We've had some lovely conversations already. Mm, And we're um, hoping to bring you uh, six episodes of the business of making art and we will be releasing in 2020 a new podcast all about short stories. In fact, it, we're not about short stories. It will be of short stories. It will be cons- it will be constructed of short stories with short stories in it. It will be short story all the way. F- it's like the gingerbread man in the gingerbread house. 
Is he made of house or is the house made of him? He screams because he, he does not know. know. Copyrighted to someone because it's a meme. Thank you, Twitter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've had a lot of... of uh, I, I was going to not brand name it, but who are we kidding? It doesn't matter. I've had a lot of quality street chocolate. On the day of recording this introduction to today's podcast, it is the 2nd of December 2019, and we have had, since about September, bought in the sales Christmas tins, although they're no longer tins, of chocolates. Uh-huh. And we have acknowledged that it is now appropriate to open those tins. In that you, you, you said that I was allowed to open them. Because, not that you <laughs> guard my food or anything, but when it comes to chocolate, I have no self-control and therefore you hid away the tubs and said, we're not touching those till Christmas. And around Halloween, I demanded they be open, to which you refused. And I see now that this whole pleasure delaying thing is probably worth it because I've had a lot of chocolate today. Yeah, I... And I'm very excited about the fact that we left them. I... Did not get a bowl of marshmallows as a child, and my life has not been financially successful. I accept that that cultural reference in, reference might be a little bit obscure for some people. I, I, we, we, we were on such a happy note, and now it's gone all sad again. Should we listen to the the episode five of the uh, Walter Kane Broken Pieces podcast? I'm going to say yes. Yay! Bye. Bye. Hey, Steve! Larry's voice echoes down the tunnel until it catches up to his brother. Larry is far behind and out of breath, leaning against the rounded walls for support. In between his own heavy respirations, he hears the clapping sound of Steve's relentlessly confident footfalls up ahead. Hey, Steve! What? Steve! What? Fuck you, Steve! There's a pause. Come on, Larry, it's just a little further. Larry puts on a mocking infant voice and begins to imitate his brother. Just a little further. Just a little further. Fuck you, Steve. It was just a little further, just a little further ago. And I'm telling you, this tunnel is getting fucking smaller. Up ahead, Steve stops. He leans his spine against the curve of the tunnel wall forcing him to stoop slightly. Catching his breath, he peers up at the low circular roof. There is a brownish water stain on the roof that looks like a distorted face. If he didn't know where he was going, he would probably say a quaint little prayer. O stain-faced god of the tunnel, please show us the way so I and my brother can get the fuck out of here. He smiles at this thought. The stained face remains unamused. Okay, Larry, hang on, hang on, I'm coming back. Steve trots back to Larry, who's now slumped over like a bag of dropped groceries. I know the way, you said. Shortcut, you said. Newsflash, Steve, shortcuts are supposed to be short. Okay, okay, Larry. So I got a little turned around, okay? Let's not have a fucking heart attack here. You know, we're not supposed to go off the main tube, Steve. This is bad, man.
Barry, it's fine. What's wrong? Afraid of the dark? I'm not afraid of the dark, Steve. That's illogical. I'm afraid of the shit that lives in the dark. Larry's eyes trace around cracks in the ceiling and floor before fixing on the black circle of the tunnel behind them. Larry, what did they say? All tubes come up somewhere? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But you know who doesn't say that? People who get fucking lost and die down here. It's called confirmation bias, genius. Steve rolls his eyes. His brother thinks he is clever because he has a big vocabulary. Think of everyone we know. Everyone gets turned around, everyone gets lost sometimes. Name me one person who ever got lost down here and didn't come back. David. David never came back. Steve's sarcastic expression suddenly turns stern. An imitation of his father. Come on, Larry, man, that's not funny. That's not the same. He broke his legs, for God's sake. How do you know? I know because his poor little sister was crying and screaming about it when she came back. Who said she was crying? Fucking everyone! She was all upset and guilty for leaving him, the poor girl. I heard she wasn't crying at all. I heard she was smiling and playing with that fucking Chinese finger trap thing she always has. And she wouldn't tell them where David was. Larry, that's just some stupid rumour. I never liked her. Even when she was a little kid, and now she's a real cunt. Jesus, Larry. I mean, think about it. Ever since David died, she's had all the attention. Everyone just loves pretty little Susan, and she can guilt Mommy and Daddy into whatever she wants. Jeez, Larry. She always seemed okay to me. Oh, she would. Well, okay. I'm just going to ignore that, because I know you're stressed. Let's just chill here a minute and actually try and find a way out, okay? He's still down here somewhere, you know. Fuck, Larry, can we please just focus on... What? Did you hear that? What? That fucking rustling sound. Steve and Larry both stare into the white pupil of the tunnel behind. There is silence. Then the soft rustle starts again. This time they both hear it. Steve is stuck in place like a tiny plastic fork in a cake. Larry grabs his shoulder and shakes him. Steve, Steve, time to fucking go, man. You said it's just a little further, right? Steve turns his head slowly to Larry. He looks confused as if Larry has just spoken to him in a foreign language. Steve, let's go, it's just a little further, yeah? Larry's words finally reach Steve. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it's got to be. Yeah, let's go. It's probably just roaches or something. This has been the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast. Presented by Andrew Allen. Produced by Michelle Donkin. Music is Chapstick by Everett Armand. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our website is castironbrighton.com. Subscribe to us and rate us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for listening.